Today, we've got an Amazon seller who's gonna talk to us about selling on Amazon Australia, as well as how he still in 2021 is selling his very first product that he launched in 2014. This was a product that after he launched, he was able to 15X his salary from his old day job. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. We've got a serious seller from the other side of the world, from Australia, Leonard. Kamusta? Anombalita? <laughs> How are you, Bradley? I'm good, thanks. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. So... I was, I was, you know, no people from Australia do not speak Tagalog. Uh, however, Leonard, actually, you were born in the Philippines, right? Yeah, I was born in the Philippines, but uh, I moved to uh, Sydney way back in 1991. So it's a while back. When you were eight, nine years old, you know, regardless of whether you're in back in the uh, Philippines or Australia, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? I always ask the same question. Well, I'm I'm always, you know, I'm always keen getting into business. I see people growing up, I see people that are running businesses and things like that. And I'm always fascinated how, how do they do it, you know, and there's got to mm -hmm. be a way. I mean, I was, I was eight, nine years old and. Uh, at eight and nine years old, you were fascinated at the way people run businesses? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we knew you were going to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you. you you just kind of, as a kid, you, you kind of put it aside for now, and then, mm -hmm. you know, probably, probably someday it will, it will, it will creep up on you. Did you go to school there in Australia? Or you start working right away? Uh, no, no, I started the, I started doing, um, you know, like, it, it it's more like a, a evening colleges uh, courses and things like that in in uh, in computers because uh, okay. back then in, in the early nineties. Computers are, are starting up. When exactly did you get into e-commerce? One winter afternoon, I was dragged into a real estate investment course, and they had okay. one one uh, guest uh, he who's from Canada, and he started talking about you know internet marketing, selling you know selling uh, courses online and things like that, and he made it as a passive income. So that got me intrigued. When did you discover Amazon then? Well. When when I saw this ad from uh, you know from ASM and mm -hmm. I saw it before like twelve months before I didn't pay attention or six months before I didn't pay attention and um, and then I said okay well why don't I just give this a go and see what happens because this is this is the last time I'm gonna try because I don't have any more funds I use my wife's credit card and I purchased the course I didn't tell my wife about it. I was about to ask you that. I was like, did you ask permission first? Because <laughs> I are, are you are you still married to her? I'm still married to her. Thank God. Okay, okay good. So, so she forgave you. She forgave me. Yep. Because I've already. All right. Cool. Uh, I paid her a credit card, so it, it, that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but back then I didn't tell her about it because I I know the answer is no. Guys, uh, if you're listening out there, please uh, don't go do the same thing and you know use your husband's or your wife's credit card without asking, and then because uh. The, the excuse, oh, Leonard said I could do it. Uh, that's not going to work with your significant other. Sorry, right? it worked for Leonard, but might not work for everybody. So anyways, yeah. you paid the $3,000 for the course. 
you learned or, or you went through it. Yeah. And then did you go right into looking for your first product? Yeah, I did good. Uh, yeah, straight away. Uh, I didn't waste any time. Um, I didn't waste any time. This is this is around you know this is around 2014. So 2014. Some some consider those days like the wild wild west of Amazon. That first product. Do you still sell that product by chance? Yeah, I still sell it. It was an instant. Are you serious? The same, the, your very first product from 2014 is still active and you're selling it on Amazon it's now? It's still active and I'm, I'm selling it. It, it is an instant read meat uh, thermometer. And uh, Incredible. Yeah, I'm still selling it. Your first full year of sales then was 2015. Have you any idea or do you remember approximately how much gross uh, sales you did in 2015? Well, when I started selling that, it, it, it hit, it hit Amazon. It went live around Ju July seventh. I remember it was July seventh because it was my last day uh, on my on my old job. I didn't realize that this product is going to do so well that in three months, in three months, it replaces my my income like twenty x. Like at your peak in your first year, how much a day were you selling? How many units? Oh, it was around 120. What was your retail price? It, it was like 14 bucks or something. 14? Yeah, 14 bucks. So, and then like, what was your cost? Uh, it was pretty cheap. It was like, uh, uh, back then I was getting it for like $1.90, like two bucks or something. Yeah, and then shipping is almost nothing because it's so small. Yeah, it's so small. And so, so the profit yeah. margin is around 50% or something, 50, 60. You know, it, it was, it, it was, it was pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I'd say 50% profit margin is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And, and 30, you know, three, three months later, it, it was like, it, it was significant profit that, um, I thought about, okay, well, you know, I thought about, should I still go to work? And then eventually I paid up my house, you know, paid up all my car, pay up all my cars and, and loans. All from these thermometers or do, are you launching other products? Only from that thermometers. Oh my God, <laughs> one product, a thermometer, paying off houses and cars and all your, all your debts that you had. How long did you, did you ride that first product before you're like, you know what, I'm going to, 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 to try and uh, launch a second one. Well, when, when I took the full-time job, that's when I took seriously, you know, full-time doing full-time Amazon. Uh, yeah. That's when I took it seriously. Uh, Which is like uh 2015, 2016. Uh, no, this is still 2014. Yeah. It's around uh, October, November. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that's when I took the full time. My wife couldn't believe it and said, "What are you doing? You know, we have a you know we have mortgage to pay, we have cars to pay, and you think that's gonna you know pay pay up your salary?" I said, "Look, this is what I'm taking. You know, it's like fifteen times of what I'm taking compared to my salary. You know, I mean, I have to take yeah. this full time and uh, yep and." Uh, Glad I, glad I listened to myself. <laughs> and um, yeah. sometimes you got you got to listen and and you know trust your instinct, your gut feeling. And uh, and I started doing it full time, and then I started doing more research and and launch more products. And that's when I expanded to Europe. Um, this is 2015. No, with the thermometers, uh, with thermometers and other products as well. Um, okay. Yeah, and other products in, in the school category. So, so in 2015, out of all the marketplaces you were selling, USA, you know, Europe, et cetera, et cetera, thermometers, your second product, third product, whatever, 
Like ab- approximately how much gross sales uh, did you do? Uh, it, it was around, it was around 20 uh, gross sales. Yeah. Um, well, it, it was, it was around like 800 to 900,000 a year. Nice. A nice. year. Okay. And, um, and then when I roll more products, I expanded to UK, to Europe, that when it pushes me to uh, over a million. Um, this is 2015, 2016. So you're already a seven-figure seller by, by 2015, 2016, around there? Yeah, late, late, 20, late 2015. Uh, nice. Yeah, early, early 2000. Did, did you launch any products that equaled that success of the thermometer, you know, of getting to 100, 120 a day? Or was everything good, but just not that amazing as that one? Well, there's one product that came close. Um, but here's what happened. I, I ran into a, a patent issue. Now, mm. this product was a seat cushion. I, I'll tell you what the product is. It's a, it's a seat cushion. You know, one of those okay. U-shaped seat cushion that you find on Amazon. Yeah. And um, when I was searching for that product, I wasn't aware there was already a patent. Exi- uh, it was a patent pending. Uh, okay. You know, uh, design. Back then, you know, nobody talks about patent. You know, trademark a little bit, trademarking your brand. Yes, a little bit patent. Mm-hmm. Not not exactly. You know, patent mm-hmm. came about around 2017, 2018. That's when everybody started mm-hmm. getting suspended for patent patent issue and things like that. So um, I was searching this product and I. I uh, I was on Amazon and I saw a seat cushion, you know, and there's not a lot of reviews. And I read all the reviews about one star, two star, and people complaining about, you know, it's always, you know, this product is always slipped on my chair. And I had an accident, you know, always it has a anti-slip fabric on the bottom of it. So I found a, uh, I found a supplier in Alibaba and you know, I brought them into Skype. We started talking and I said, you know, what do you suggest? What do you suggest putting a, um, you know, anti-slip fabric on the bottom of this? And then when I launched that within 30 days, it did about, you know, $40,000 in sales. Um, and then around six months, I was, you know, it, back then to get to page one, it's, it's a piece of cake. You know, you launch it. Yep. Giveaway, bang! Within a few days, you're on page one, making money straight away. Um, yep. But now it's obviously it's hard to do that uh, because of the level of competition. So back then, you know, it's it straight away. It's already making significant money. And then six months later, I've got this email from Amazon about patent issue. All right, guys, quick break in the episode for my BTS Bradley's thirty seconds. Here's my thirty second tip. There is something cool on Pinterest to kind of see trending ideas, all right, guys? Go to trends.pinterest.com and you're gonna find a lot of cool things on there about like what people are searching for on Pinterest. Now, the cool thing is, as you start searching for keywords and discovering them, guess what, guys? Those of you who have the Helium 10 Chrome extension, you can actually activate the Chrome extension on a pin any Pinterest page, especially these trends pages, and for these keywords, you're gonna be able to see the search volume, the search volume history, the top products on Amazon, and more. What about another big negative, like a big L that you took, like a big loss, uh, where you're like, you're convinced something was gonna be big, but then 
you know, something really bad happened and you ended up uh, having to cancel that product. Any, any others like that? Variation. Um, you know, one of my, you know, one of my successful products, as I, as I, as we discussed is, is the instant read me thermometer. And I, I produced like four different variation color because my, my, my number one seller was a, uh, was a black uh, in color. And I, I, I roll out different colors like red, green, and I spend significant amount of inventory. It's like, like twenty grand uh, for you know for for the amount of uh, inventory. And um, but for some reason they they didn't do well. Uh, it's more like hurting my my ranking because consumers are getting confused. There's so many options, you know, so, so many options to choose. And uh, eventually, I had to close all those listings, take all those inventory from Amazon warehouses, and then ship, ship them back to my, uh, you know, to my uh, 3PL. And that was a costly mistake. What about opposite? What about pleasant surprise? Obviously, thermometer was a pleasant surprise, but where maybe you didn't have some big expectations, or or maybe something went viral for a few weeks, and you just were were crushing it. Like, uh, what's your some of your fondest memories? Um, you know. Uh, of the last seven years of Amazon selling. Well, last year when we had a um, when uh, last year when we had a uh, pandemic hit Australia, it, it was around late February, March. I was doing product research using your fantastic tool Helium Ten, and mm-hmm. um, I was just searching for a product, and and hand sanitizer um, came up a few times. And I was doing a product research in in the UK, and the numbers are off the charts. Um, there's no, there's hardly any reviews, and the the sales, the monthly sales for all the top 12, 16 products, they're doing something like thirty, forty thousand pounds a month. Okay. There's hardly any reviews. So what's going on here? Why is this product? You know, back then, uh, <laughs> this is early pandemic period. So I looked at Australia. I looked at here because Amazon, ha- you know, it's, it's been here for a few years now. And the same thing, but we don't have tools like that here yet. It's, it's not available. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sellers, and um, and then when I go to shop on Woolly Supermarket. There is no hand sanitizer. I couldn't find anything. So I mm-hmm. drove around. I went to chemist, um, chemist warehouse or drugstore. You call them drugstore there. And I couldn't find anything. So I said, well, there must be something happening with this product. So I, I rang a, uh, a supplier here in, in Sydney. It's about two hours drive from, from my house. And I bought a pallet of it, a hand sanitizer pallet, which is like, Five kilogram container each, and then I bought some bottles. Five kilograms. Yeah, it's like what's that? That's like more than ten pounds. Yeah, right? yeah, more than ten pounds. So I bought a whole pallet of it. I sold the bottles in three pack, like for uh, nineteen ninety five or something like that. Where in Amazon Australia? Yeah, or? In Amazon Australia. So I thought, you know, I didn't think much. So, I- so, so hold on, hold on. So you bought these in bulk, and then. Bottle, you bought a whole bunch of like empty bottles or something. Yeah, I bought them. It's not. It's not that. Easy. It's not that hard to bottle them. You know. Okay. Yeah. So I bottled them, and I just use a uh, 
I just use a, a Dymo labels, you know, to label them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I put it on, put it on Amazon, and um, and then uh, create a uh, campaign, advertising campaign, and uh, left it overnight. And then within, uh, you know, I wake up in the morning, and I, I have about what three hundred sales or something. Fulfilled by merchant. Fulfilled by merchant. So you had to package now. When you say package and ship, it's really package and ship because you actually have to pour the 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 hand sanitizer into three hundred bottles, right? Yeah. And then label each one yeah, too. But right? It has a pump. It has a pump, and it's it's a lot easy to handle it. I mean, they they, they have a special pump to do it. So, wow. Now, was this your first product on Amazon Australia, or are you already selling your existing products on Amazon Australia? I was already selling an existing product like the seat cushion because there's no there's no patent yeah. issue here for the seat cushion. And the thermometers, okay. so there, there, you know, it's a small market. It's an insignificant, and uh, yeah, yeah. And but when when this thing took off, I said like three hundred sales, you know, in a in a in a day. I said, my God, I better keep keep cracking at it because there's a lot of things to ship. And um, yeah, so this is during pandemic, and luckily. My my wife, she works from home. My son, she doesn't go to school because you know it, it, they can't go to school because the school was shut. So they they helped me out, and um, and within thirty days, it did about a hundred thousand dollars. And uh, I said, I've been doing the same thing. People are going to think we Filipinos are are, are child child labor <laughs> bad guys because I've been making my kids uh, work on my uh, Amazon business since they were like five six years old. Yeah. Free labor, Free. gotta love it. No, but actually, now I have to pay them. Now they're old. Uh, my my kids, uh, they're actually on salary and stuff now. So, but anyways, wow, that that's pretty cool. I like how you walked us through your thought process, and that's the that's the takeaway. It doesn't matter, you know, somebody listening to this in in America, like, oh, well, that's just happened in Australia. No, there, there's different situations where take a look at what's going on in the market, yeah. and then if you have some kind of local, you know, supply for something that people are wanting in other parts of the country, but you can get it and maybe, you know, it's not on Amazon or, or something, you know, you can literally turn that around just in a matter of a couple days and, um, you know, start making a, a killing. You know, the, the, the traditional way of private label, of course, is, hey, let me go manufacture this product and let me get some samples from China. And then, you know, it takes like five, six months. But some people think, oh man, the, 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 if you really want success, it's, it's kind of like what Leonard did with the thermometer and have a product that just lasts for seven years. You know, some people stay away from, seasonal products, but you know, the, all of these things, if you can make sales for two months, if you can make sales for two years, if you can make sales in, in, in the winter months, you know, of, of every year or something seasonal, like just do it, you know, don't stay away from these products as long as you, you, you're, you're planning for it. Right. So I really like that. Now, how many total marketplaces are you selling on now? You know, the different Amazon countries and any other websites, can, can you name them all? Uh, I know obviously amazon.com, you said Amazon UK, uh, Amazon Australia. Where else are you selling? Um, Amazon, um, Amazon uh, Italy, because um, I sell my seat cushion there in Amazon Italy. I used to sell in France, Germany, but uh, I closed my listing there because there, those. How come? Germany is a, is a, I'm finding it hard. I think the German psyche is a little bit different than you know the uh, U.S. Uh, the American mm -hmm. consumer and the British consumer. I find it their top. They're they're tough to crack in terms of um, what they're what they're looking for for the products. I mean, I had a I had a product that's doing well in UK. I brought it to Germany and it bombed. 
but why stop it? Like, like, were you losing money because of storage or something? Like, why not just keep keep the listings active? And then even if it's not doing well, uh, well, I, I stopped selling it because um, I'm not getting any sales. So so then there's uh, Amazon USA, Amazon Australia, UK. We talked about Italy. Any other Amazons are, are you selling on around the world? Well, not not at the moment because uh, the others are fairly new, like Singapore. Yeah, um, sure. Singapore is fairly new. India, it's it's hard to get into India. You gotta you gotta partner with you know with existing company, a local company, and um, I think uh, there's other market in Europe that are opening up as well. So they're pretty yeah, new. Poland, Netherlands, stuff like that. But they're too, still pretty yeah, new. Any other non-Amazon websites? Uh, no, I'm pretty much Amazon since since the beginning. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, what was your sales overall? Like, I mean, I know it's obviously different currencies and stuff, but if you were if you were to estimate in U.S. dollars yeah. what your overall sales in 2020 was, what would you say? It was, it was around 1.2, uh, 1.1, 1.2 mil. Um, nice. Yeah. And I, I, I'm assuming the the, the days of fifty percent profit are no more. So what, what what's your profit average, uh, yeah, like nowadays? Average around thirty five, forty. Still pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that average cool. profit margin. So. Now, did you just expand on that whatever brand you had for the thermometer, or all these other products are just like kind of separate brands and completely separate products? Well, I got two two brands. Uh, there's one brand for the thermo- thermometers and and on a different brands. So uh, I'm only. I only have two brands, so I don't want to keep it. I don't want to. I don't want to expand more brands and things like that. So yeah, I'm happy with two brands. Okay. Okay. You leverage any other marketing outside of PPC? You know, like you're doing Google Ads, or are you running any social media? Are you doing insert cards? What else are you doing other than the traditional, just you know, search, find, buy, you know, PPC stuff like that? Um, I do a bit of insert. And um, insert card, and and then I panel, I panel them uh, to um, you know to Facebook Messenger and things like that uh, to get reviews. Um, the other thing as well is I, I don't do any big. I'm not a big in social media at the moment because um, uh, you 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 gotta have someone who knows what to do. You know who knows in terms of. How to run social media? I don't. I don't have anyone at the moment. Uh, I rely on Amazon PPC. Uh, that's that's where my most of my traffic coming from, organic and Amazon PPC. Yeah. Okay. All right. You, usually on the show we do this thing called a TST thirty second tip. You know that's actually you being Filipino know where comes from. You know when, when my mom always wanted to to go halika. But um, that's how that actually, that's how guys, that's actually how I came up with that, that acronym there, TST. But anyways, uh, instead of just one, instead of just Isalang, I want more than one. Like, let, let's do like two or three of some of your, your unique strategies. And it, you don't have to keep them to 30 seconds each because a T can also mean two minutes if you want. But uh, think, think for a little bit um, on, on two or three different strategies that you think you're doing differently than most people. You know, you, you don't have to be the only one in the world doing it, but what are some unique things that have gotten you ahead? I mean, obviously, you've already told us one, which is, hey, you, you went and found some local supplier and, and took advantage of a, a, a of some huge demand when there wasn't enough supply. But what else uh, kind of unique strategies are you doing that maybe some other people could uh, learn from? Um, I use, you know, I use pickpoo.com. You guys, you, you guys, you, you had 
Yep. You yep. know, you, you guys, you, you've been, you've been picturing pickpoo.com in, in your uh, segment, you know, in the past. I use it before I even uh, launch a product, before I even, you know, come up with, with an idea uh, in terms of how the listing will look. Uh, the way I use pickpoo is I, in terms of listing optimization. See, before I put my listing on Amazon, uh, the, the images, the bullet points, you know, the EBC images, mm-hmm. they're all well tested. Uh, there's a data, there's a data that backs it up, you know. So what I normally do, I take my five competitors, um, my top five competitors' images, and I group them into six, you know, two two images on the top and the side by side. I group them into six, and then I go into Pickpoo, and then I basically ask, I ask the you know the respondent. Which options and images yeah. here that resonate that tells the story of the product well, and then they they do all their survey, and the one that comes up, I'll take that and I talk to my designer. I said, I want you to build me uh, my images as as close as possible to these guys, but in a different in a different variation in different style, and then I take that those images and I go back into Pickpool and run a and run a poll again against a bench winner of the previous one. And then whatever the result is, I read all the comments and then refine my images again. And then I run it again. And until it wins, then I use that, I use that as my images. So I know when, when my images uh, goes live on Amazon, they're well tested. What are you targeting when you do those uh, PickFu audiences, um, are you just doing the standard 50 and then just put prime members or are you really diving down a little bit and say like, hey, from this age and man or woman or, or like, you know, do, do you really try and segment who you're talking to or, or do you do more than 50? What are some of your, your standard filters that you do? Uh, I keep it pretty basic, uh, primarily for, uh, they're mainly uh, prime members and that's it. Yeah, okay. Prime members. Yeah, I I do pretty much the same. The only times I really go deep is if it's like yeah. makeup or or something where, of course, you know, I I, I want to primarily target uh, women yeah. or 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 older people or younger people, et cetera. But yeah, usually I just do the standard there. Okay, cool. Do you have one more for us? Another tip, something uh uh unique that that Mr. Leonard does. You can do uh, an A B testing on your E B C. I don't know if people do that. Um, you know, you can. Oh, using the Amazon A B uh testing thing. Yeah. Um, you can do that. You can create a variation of your uh, EBC and then run it for seven days and see which one performs. If it performs by 5% uh, better, uh, switch it. And then you can see your sales goes up. So that's that's what I do. I've never done that before. So what are the things that you're able to eat, uh, AB test inside of the um, that brand registry? It's It's your... Your A plus content description, or are there other things that you can uh, test? Well, what I've seen so far, mainly the A plus content. Um, okay. Yeah, so you you can A B test that, and um, you know talk to your designer and and tell them, look, I, I want I want a variation of all these images, and uh, and then run it run it and run it for yeah. seven days. Um, Usually Amazon, it says, you know, you can, you can run it for 30 days to get the data, but you can actually 
um, shortcut that and wait for seven days because seven days is an updater to decide. Usually it tells you, you know, based from based from our data, our forecast that this um, A, B listing, this B or, or C, whatever, uh, will be 80% uh, clear winner. So it yeah. usually tells you the forecast. So then you can make a decision to kill it or you keep going. So I usually, you know, seven days, 10 days, I usually kill it and then I'll switch it. And then you see your conversion goes up by five, seven percent and make extra sales. Okay. Just by doing that. Nice. Nice. Now real quick, I was about to ask you this and I forgot already, but uh, other than your amazing, uh, you know, um, hand sanitizer situation, how is Amazon Australia? I know like, you know, two years ago it was, it was dead as a doornail because yeah. it was just su super small, but I've heard it, it is growing and getting better. Like how does it compare to, I mean, I'm not even going to ask you how it compares to USA sales. We know there's no comparison there, but how does it compare to like your Italy and uh, UK sales? Well, the thing with Amazon Australia before pandemic, um, Australia is about four or five years behind in terms of e-commerce compared to United States, like four or five, five years behind. During the mm -hmm. pandemic, that shortened that gap to just two months, three months. So which means, in other words, a lot of our population here basically use the e-commerce to buy products online. So uh, yeah. the pandemic forces everybody to use the technology, to use e-commerce shop online so as a result amazon i think last year amazon said they did about a billion dollars in sales i mean it's a small peanut compared to the united states or, or uk sure, sure but the billion dollar sales that's that's significant for you know they're they're only been here for three years four years 2017 yeah. when they they opened december 2017 so that like three and a half years or something so uh yeah, but it's still relatively new. Um, I know some some friends that they're 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 doing thirty k a month in certain uh, segment of, of of Amazon in certain market, certain niche. Uh, but that's very rare, you know, because there are no tools yeah. available right now. There's no tools available. Yeah, well, no longer. You know, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you didn't even realize we don't have the Chrome extension yet. But now, Blackbox, uh, Cerebro, Magnet, Profits. All available now uh, in Helium 10 for Amazon Australia. Oh, that's fantastic. Good to hear. Whoa. All right. I want you to start testing out. Please test it out. Connect it to your account. Uh, yeah. We need more people testing the tools and let us know what, uh, you know, run Cerebro on your listings and and let us know. But because because we did, you know, we always like a lot of people are always asking about Australia just because I, I think, you know, a lot of obviously American and European sellers, you know, they speak English and they're like, hey, just makes sense. Let, let's let's go to Amazon Australia. But we didn't have enough demand because, you know, like you said, uh, the, the sales were, were very low overall. But uh, I think we've seen a similar thing uh, there um, because of the pandemic. You know, more and more people are adopting e-commerce. I mean, all over the world, but but then in Australia, too. Now, how does like does FBA work the same way? Like because Australia is humongous. Like there's no way that you can do two day delivery across the whole country. Is it is it mainly in the metropolitan areas or how does it even work? Um, It's pretty much. It's pretty much like like any other you know um, countries. Um, we we can do an overnight ship, uh, but it's just expensive. That's all. Um, yeah, yeah. The the shipping here is a little bit expensive, as you said. It's a big country, uh, but Amazon 
Amazon is partnering with local, you know, local logistic company, and uh, they 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 can do a very good very good job in terms of shipping costs. Um, they're probably like a dollar cheaper if if you ship it yourself. If you do an FBM compared to yeah. Amazon, so because they have you know they have a they have buying power. They they they're large. They're big company. Uh, they they can squeeze the big uh, you know the, the logistic company. So uh, in terms of the price, um, yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad, but it's not as uh, you know it's not as uh, cheap compared to US. Um, yeah. yeah, you yeah. guys are. Okay. Yeah, over there, it's, it's it's much cheaper, but it's still okay. It's still okay. You, you know, you just have to factor in obviously the the shipping cost into your price if you want to ship yeah. it pre or something like that. Now, I mean, obviously, you live in Australia, so I'm assuming it was relatively easy for you to set up an account. Um, any of your network, you know, that that is from Europe or from America that you know of. Um, sell on Amazon Australia, and if so, like, do you know what they have to do? Like, like you said, India, you kind of have to have a partner, and, you know, Japan, you got to have some kind of boots on the ground a little bit. Yeah. But uh, what is the requirement? Like, if me, you know, me being an American citizen, I wanted to open Project X account in Amazon Australia. Is it difficult, or what? Well, as far as I know, Amazon Australia has invited the rest of the sellers uh, from other countries as well. So you can you can sell here. Um, you can open an account. Uh, I don't think there is a restriction as far as I know. All right. Last question is, it was actually funny. A couple months ago, I told you, hey, I was like, you know, I want to hear your story. I don't know too much about your Amazon story. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm kind of busy right now. And I said, well, what are you busy? And you're like, well, I'm finishing my something like master's or something. I was like, what? I was like, you went back to university? So like, what what inspired you, you know? You've been in Amazon now seven years and, and over seven-figure seller. What made you want to go back to school? <laughs> That's good. Good question, Bradley. Um, yeah, it, it was a uh, master of marketing. Um, I'm doing a master of marketing. Uh, I'm sort of halfway now. Um, the reason is when I started an, an e-commerce, when I started my e-commerce business or e-commerce journey, uh, I came from an IT background. Um, so yeah. I didn't have any marketing background whatsoever. So it, it's like learn as you go. That's that's what it is, you know. Learn the marketing as you go. I mean, I did pretty well, uh, you know, in the, in the last seven years without marketing background. And I thought, you know, marketing is such an important aspect of e-commerce. Everything is is marketing, you know, and. Uh, I said, I better learn this because uh, it will stay with me for infinite, right? Uh, it's something that that I can use over and over again. And I mean, I can buy trainings, I can buy books on marketing, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's a one-way communication. Whereas yeah. when you learn it from the best, from the source of information, the premier source of information is colleges or university. Um, that's when you really learn the theory, and I have a practical background for you know I've been selling on e-commerce now for seven years. A lot of the things that we talk about in terms of theory, it's all resonating now. You know, it's all making sense now. But if you're coming from a um, you know if you're coming from a workplace that you don't have any business background, and then you you try to enroll in marketing, a lot of the theory they kind of like half make sense to you. you. Know what I mean? 
Uh, when you're mm-hmm. running an e-commerce, when you're running a business, a lot of the theories that kind of resonate to you and you can apply that to your business. I mean, you know, culture plays a lot of, play a significant role when you're selling products, you know, into different, into different markets. You know, culture is so important. Like the Western culture, it's pretty much a, a, an individual, you know, a society, whereas in the Eastern culture, yeah. Japan and, and China, that's a collective culture. That's why when you when you deal with a Chinese manufacturer, you know, um, uh, you you hear it time and time again that you know you got to build relationship with your supplier because that's where you get the best price. It's so true because that's the that's the nature of their culture. You know, they're they're collective. They 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 tend to basically, um, you know, they tend to rely on on their family and their friends. You know, that's how they thrive. So that's why building relationship with your Chinese supplier will go a long way. Everything we do on e-commerce, it's all marketing. And uh, and the the thing that we learn in billion dollar summit, billion dollar summits, it's all tactics. But when you have a yep. when you have a marketing background, when you know how you know how the consumer thinks, when you know how the culture plays into into the marketing and all those things and the branding, you know it. It, it helps you to basically uh, sell a successful product. Wow. Okay, cool. All right. Well, well best of success to you uh, in that. Uh, it'll be uh, Leonard uh, now with a M, what, MBA at the end of your name now on your business card and stuff. Yeah, well, I've already done my MBA, you know, 12 years ago. And this is just a, this is just a sideline. Where Another one. I yeah. love it. I love it. All right, cool. Well, uh, Leonard, I mean, you, you don't have to, um, you don't have to, answer this but like is are you open to people contacting you or do, or do you want to put out any social media or anything yeah, for not. if people want to follow up and, and and hear more of your amazing narration about the uh about your some of your cool stories here yeah well they can the best way to reach me is through facebook they can message me through facebook messenger so okay facebook messenger all right cool guys well leonard i'd love to reach out to you uh maybe around this time next year let's see if you finished your um the, the degree and let's see how your uh, Amazon business is doing, and and let's see what what's going on with Amazon Australia in about a year. Sounds good, Bradley. All right, Maraming salamat po. Thank you so much for joining, and I hope to see you at uh, an event soon. Yeah, good to talk to you, man. Appreciate it. Have a good day.